Hello, welcome to the Monday, October 10th edition of the OK Preps Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Barry Lewis and Dean Rule. Uh, appreciate you guys being here for our usual Monday chat. But first, guys, uh, let me say, let me just give a shout out to all of our listeners real quick. We've been, we got into the podcast game about 10 months ago. It was kind of new for all of us. We were feeling it out. We're still kind of learning, still feeling it out. But last week's OK Preps uh, Extra episode was the most downloaded episode of the high school podcast so far. So appreciate everybody checking us out. Um, we hope to keep building on that. And uh, this is kind of fun for me just chatting with you guys every Monday. It's always a blast. So glad some people are checking it out and uh, we hope to keep growing. And uh, and also, you know, please, if anybody has any thoughts, you know, our Dean and Barry, your email is on pretty much every story and you guys are on Twitter. So if anybody has any thoughts, maybe something you'd like us to talk about or a question for Dean, question for Barry, uh, send an email. We're happy to kind of engage with readers and listeners and and uh, take some questions. So appreciate it. And we're going to keep doing it. And hopefully you'll keep listening. Um, guys, let's start with NIL. Uh, we got some direction from the OSSAA last week about NIL. Uh, name, image, likeness in regards to high schools. Uh, Dean, you're writing a story for the Thursday paper, I believe, right? Thursday? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you're so you're going to have that on Thursday, but what, what can you tell us? Tell you what, first off, bring us all up to speed for those of us who don't know. Like, what is NIL in high schools? What can you do? What can't you do? So really, this, this is um, pretty similar. If anybody knows how college NIL works, this is going to be the same thing. So that's going to include you're not able to use school logos, school uniforms, any kind of team apparel in any sort of these deals. Um, they, the OSSAA takes it a step further, says you can't do it on campus, anything like that. There, there's no affiliation with your actual school. It strictly sticks with the player itself and the brand recognition of that player's face. Um, so th that, that goes into all, all the rules there, you know, in terms of when these players reach college, it then becomes their NCAA rule. Um, they got to start following those, not the OSSAA. Um, something I think is interesting, which this is also present in uh, college rules, are you can't um, be endorsed by companies, Not you can't have a Budweiser sponsorship, you can't have anything alcohol-related, anything tobacco-related, no kind of endorsements there. Um, and yeah, you can't use school facilities, like I mentioned. Something interesting that I think the OSSA puts out in theirs is that, you know, this compensation uh, cannot be used as an incentive to enroll or remain enrolled at a specific school. Um, same thing with agents. You can't, you, this can't really be facilitated by somebody acting as an agent for a school. So that's kind of the bare bones, what this rule is, what, what uh, kind of roadblocks there are, not roadblocks, I guess that's not the right word, but uh, just, just what, what all goes into this. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, students can go out, um, get sponsorships, get endorsements from companies and uh, make a little bit of pocket change on it. Dean, have, have you gotten this far in your research yet? What are other states doing this? Yes, right now there are, top of my head, there are 15 other states who have this. But as you know, legislation changes just about every week. So who knows, over the weekend, another state might have adopted this and I missed it. Uh, so this is super fluid because even at the college landscape, they've only been doing this for a year and a half now. Things are constantly changing. This is not fluid. I guarantee you there's going to be 
amendments to the OSSA legislation that came out last week. There's going to be changes. Things are going to be added. Things are going to be taken away. This is something that A, is not going away anytime soon, but B, will be changed constantly. So Barry, uh, high school kids profiting from their name image likeness, good idea? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not really excited by it. Um, I'm not really excited by it at the college level either, although I was initially liked, liked the thought of it at the college level, but then I've seen how it's like seemingly gotten out of hand and influencing athletes' decisions on which colleges they're going to attend just because of NIL. That's exactly what I didn't want to see happen. I don't think that's good for anybody in the long term for that in at the high school level. I'm just concerned, even though there's a lot of things, obviously, that the athletes can't do. Um, I'm just, I don't know, somewhere in the back of my mind thinks that it might get out of hand in some instance at the high school level. I just think the high school level is too early for this. Uh, call me old school, but that's just my thoughts. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Dean, same question to you. Good idea, bad idea. Yeah, you know, I think I'll play devil's advocate here. I, I think there's there's nothing wrong with um, with having a rule like this. Granted, Barry is 100% correct. This thing in three months could be out of hand. You could see it really impacting level of play, where players are playing. It, it could become dicey very quick, like you have seen at the college level. Um, but if we just look at it from a student interest, we put it in, into the vacuum of, hey, what does this actually mean for the players? I, I think it's it's fun. And I think fans and communities can can have some fun with this. You know, when you look around this state, when you take a, a Micah Tease or a Chance Wilson, yeah, they're going to, you're, you're going to get deals you know, just for being one of the best players in the state. But I, I think looking even even um, further into it and examining what's happened in college in the past year and a half, you know, there's some there's some fun um, deals going on just for players' names. You know, I think there's you, you just staying in the state. You got OU, you got General Booty, which you know he he's kind of blown up in the NIL world just because of his last name and. You've got some other, there was a Nebraska wide receiver named DeColdest who got a big deal with um, uh, heating and air company in Lincoln. So I, I think there's there's opportunity for, for players to kind of just have some fun. You know, this isn't going to be life-changing money, I don't think, especially at the high school level. Um, but it is still going to be money. And, and I think there are tons of communities around this state that would be willing to, to throw a little money to not only just support the school, but to support the students who are actually out there playing. I, I, you know, nobody's going to be like Bryce Young, who's making a million dollars in NIL deals in Alabama. That's not going to happen at the high school level. But you might be able to float some kids some money who, hey, he might be going to a, a D2 where he's not getting a full ride. He might be able to make a little money to pay for his college, go get an education. You know, I, th I think the argument's there. there. There's some kids who, who could really benefit from this. So I think that part's great, but I definitely understand where Barry's coming from in that this thing could blow up quick. Things could become dicey, and you might be looking at a very different game come next season. Barry, your reaction to Dean's comments? 
No, I hope that uh, that's the, I hope that it does become more of a fun thing and that people can have some fun with it. I mean, that's a, to me, that's a really good case scenario. And I hope um, that that is the case. Um, I just hope it doesn't um, create jealousies within teams. You know, why does the star running back, is he, why is he getting the money and his offensive linemen aren't? Uh, so that's some concerns I've got, but uh, it's here to stay. <laughs> Whether we like it or not, it's here to stay in some form. And I, um, so I hope it all works out for the best. I just have my doubts. And, um, uh, and just like at the college level, where it's influenced play, uh, players on where they're going to attend college, um, I think that it very possibly could happen at the high school level, even though they, it seems like rules are in place to try to prohibit that, to prevent that from happening. But I just can see that's probably going to be a natural consequence where some of the lesser schools that don't, because right now you're seeing cases, a, a lot of cases we've talked about before with the quote transfer portal at the high school level where players are moving from school to schools which have better facilities. And now it would just, what's the next thing? They're going to move to schools with who offer not directly, but indirectly better NIL deals. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the real danger here is is what this could mean in terms of a I don't want to say level playing field, but you'd hate to see some some great raw talent down in three A get picked up and next thing you know he's playing at a six A one you know that 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 would suck that'd be that you know not not that you know do do what's best for you I say to the kids but in, in the same breath to see maybe a bunch of you know fun you know uh, take like Emmanuel Crawford what if he just just left Grove and went to 6A1 you know that sucked that'd be that'd be sad because look at how much fun Grove's been to, to pay attention to this year or you could look at Red Martell at Beggs yeah uh who's already went on uh Twitter last week saying hey, he's available for NIL opportunities and you know good for him uh again and uh I'm not saying he has the intention of leaving bags, but just saying, and just in general, a um, a person who's a really big time player. Uh, I think there's just, I think there's just more. You're probably going to see because the NIL. There's a chance that you could see more and more people going from smaller schools to larger schools because the larger schools might have more NIL opportunities indirectly. Uh, I mean, look at Tulsa Public Schools. That uh, I doubt if there's probably going to be any NIL opportunities for NIL, for TPS student athletes. Whereas, um, uh, so and there's already plenty of TPS athletes who are transferring, moving out. So um, I just think that's well, no. that's a that's a potential problem. But again, it's like I'm all for what's ever best for the student athlete. But it's just, it's just maybe just, again, call me old school. That's just a concern I have. <laughs> well, Barry, let me throw this at you. So let's say like uh, an Isaiah Thomas at Memorial 
you know, big time recruit, went to OU, you know, you, you, I mean, he was a TPS kid. You, for, for a kid like that, you're, are you saying you wouldn't see NIL opportunities for them? I just, not as, I just, I think at some smaller schools, smaller communities, uh, you will see NIL opportunities. I just don't think like in the public school systems in Oklahoma City and public school systems in Tulsa, um, them having the same number of NIL opportunities. I'm not saying that there's not going to be any at all. I just okay. don't okay. see them being very prevalent at all compared to larger schools and uh, smaller communities where everyone in that community, like, like I'll just throw out, well, you can say Wagner or Berry Hill or just where, as opposed to Tulsa Public Schools or public schools in Oklahoma City area. Okay, fair point. All right, let's get back on the field for, for a bit here. Uh, I was real happy, Barry, to see uh, Booker T kind of have a, a breakout game, if you will. And, and offensively, uh, Latham Boone and, and Micah Tease kind of had a field day on Friday night against Tahlequah. Um, good to see those guys have that type of game. What, what was your reaction to that that score? 49-0, to wasn't it? Or 47, something like that. Um, yeah, that was a... Um... That's more what I envisioned when this season started. And they actually had that game type of performance um, against Bartlesville the week before the Stillwater game are very similar. I think Micah topped himself at, uh, this past week uh, with five catches for 240. <laughs> Incredible game. It must be, hey, no Dean Rule jinx since you had him on the podcast. Uh, you went on to even bigger and better things after you had him on there. So no sports co illustrated cover jinx with you, Dean. So um, anyway, um, uh, I think that is that shows you what Booker T is capable of doing. Now the key is, can they do it against a real good team as opposed to a team that's just mediocre? So um, that's the challenge. They need to build off that, but that just shows you what they're they're capable of. Yeah. Uh, game of the week this week, guys, Union at uh, Mustang, number two, Union, number three, Mustang. Uh, Dean, you'll be at that game. Uh, what do you see going on going on there? Uh, I mean, just right off the bat, the uh, the level of just talent on both of those teams is pretty remarkable. You got a couple D1 kids across the board there. Um, and, and this is kind of going to be a I'll go as far to say, you know, this this is going to probably be a matchup that could determine who's playing in the state championship. I, I, you know, I think both of these teams have a – I don't see why they wouldn't meet in the playoffs. Barry, uh, you tell me if you disagree, but uh, I think both of these teams could really uh, throw some stuff together and, and and make a run. I think Union's, Union's a favorite, so is Mustang. Mustang, I really like uh, – they got a wide receiver, Keegan Bass. Big fan of his. I think he he can be – he's kind of more like a slot guy, able to get open, just chip away, nickel and dime their way down the field with him. Caden Jones is great on the uh, uh, on the defensive line. And, of course, you can't go without mentioning uh, Jacoby Johnson, the OU commit. Big, big wide receiver who Union's going to have a, a tough time, in my opinion, containing. But we'll see what they can do. Mustang's no joke, but neither is Union. When you got Shaker, when you got Devin Robinson, when you got 
the list of union kids who can make an impact go I can go on for 10 minutes talking about all them but it's game of the week for a reason and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that one yeah Mustangs got all types of receivers uh, they and Union's got a great secondary so that's going to be quite a matchup so that, yeah. that'll be that'll be very interesting and um Union as far as you mentioned Shaker I have a feeling he will play, although I talked with union coach Kirk Frederick earlier today, and I asked him who the starting quarterback was going to be because Shaker sat out last week. Uh, he had some nagging injuries, wanted to give him some rest. I felt it's just my hunch that he probably could have played last week, except they were playing Norman, a game they figured that they could win without him. So why not get him all healed up or, is he, or more healed up? So um, Coach uh, Coach Fred said that um, he wants it to remain a mystery until game time. They know who's going to be playing. They want it to remain a mystery. So uh, we'll see at 7 p.m. on Thursday who the starting quarterback will be. I bet it will be Shaker, though. But whoever's the quarterback, they're in good hands. Grayson Tempest, the offense kept rolling with him at quarterback last week. However, what you lose when, Shea, when Grayson's at quarterback is you lose Grayson, the receiver. <laughs> Exactly. And again, again, Mustang is, um, they look really, really good. And you want to have everyone available against Mustang. So it's going to be a fascinating matchup. And yes, this is, could decide who gets to the state championship game. Because right now it looks like there's three really big time teams in 6A1. And the loser of this game is probably going to have to play Bixby in the semifinals. <laughs> and so uh yeah you want to win this game yeah. a lot there's a lot of incentive i think they're right now and of course you may be saying different a week from now uh if union routes mustang uh or if mustang routes you routes union but um because as we've seen recently anything can happen uh there's a real separation right now between the top three and the rest of 6A1. I thought Jenks. I'm I'm starting to wonder about Jenks. Um Norman North's a good team, but I really was surprised that Jenks lost to Norman North last week. Um I think that's somewhat alarming for Jenks, although Norman North's got one of the hottest quarterbacks in the state, as I wrote about uh, Camden Six Killer, and he was really good, but Jenks just can't pass the ball right now. Uh, mm -hmm especially with Ty Walls out, that's a problem. You've got to have I – mean, they were able to run the ball well, but I just think they've got to have a diversified offense, a bat, more balanced offense if they're going to make a deep playoff run. And I keep on waiting for them all to get healthy and to get it together, but uh, that was – and Norman North, again, is a good team, but to see them lose by 10 points to Norman North last week at home, I think that's – a bit of a warning sign for Jenks that, hey, are they ever going to get it turned around this year? Patrick, can I, can I hop in and add something real quick? Please do. Not not to go back to our previous conversation, but with a guy like Camden Sixkiller, that is an NIL deal just waiting to happen with a name like that. Tell me I'm wrong, Barry. <laughs> no, you're right on. Absolutely. And uh, um, no, <laughs> you, you've got that right. And, uh, you know, talking about quarterbacks, too, it'll be interesting moving on with Jenks if we see Simeon Gilkey, the well-traveled Simeon Gilkey, get more snaps at quarterback for Jenks uh, to get the offense perked up. 
because it's not going right now. And I'm not like saying, I mean, I think Ike Owens is a solid quarterback, but they may need more um, snaps from Simeon to compliment him uh, to give defenses another look. Simeon took a couple of snaps last week against Norman North uh, for a couple running plays that were designed for him. And uh, he looked good. So I think maybe we might see more of that. Um, you know, it was successful last year for Jenks, uh, although Shaker became the starter uh, in the game three. Ike Owens still got plenty of playing time and they did really well with the two, with the two quarterbacks getting snaps last year. So now that Simeon, who's only been at Jenks a few weeks after moving over from Union, um, when he becomes more familiar with the Jenks offense, maybe he gets more snaps and gives defenses something else to think about because he's he's got a lot of talent. Dean, didn't you cover that game last Friday? No, I was buried. I thought I thought Dean was there for some reason. Okay, um, okay. Well, Barry, let's stay with you for a second. Then you're uh, you're going to be uh, in Owasso on Thursday night for a big 2A game, Rejoice and uh, Vanita. Uh, how do you see that one breaking down? Well, I love I love when you get matchups at this time of the season between two undefeated teams. There's just always something special about that. And I feel a lot about this matchup, like I did the one two weeks ago when Claremore Sequoia Rejoice was my game of the week and it lived up to expectations. Going into that game, they, teams looked real even on paper. And although... And it's pretty close to that this week with Benita and Rejoice. I mean, it was stunning how close Rejoice and Sequoia were on paper. Uh, it's not as close between Benita and Rejoice, but it's pretty close. Uh, they each have an outstanding quarterback, of course. Everyone knows about Chance Wilson, uh, you know, the number one ranked quarterback in this area. But Benita's Paul Glasscock. He's really putting up some great numbers and Benita's scoring more than 40 points every week. It's just going to be a lot of fun. No doubt about it. Uh, Dean, any other game this week, you're look, a matchup maybe you're looking forward to that we haven't talked about? Ooh. This is going to make me look bad, but Barry, who is Jinx playing? Because I'm drawing a blank. It's fat. It's a fascinating matchup. Jinx is playing it more on Friday. Yes. I'd say that's fascinating because – Jinx has got to play better than did last week, or it could lose at Moore. Moore is four and two, um, and so that's Jinx has got to get it rolling. Um, Moore is very capable of pulling an upset. Yeah, that, I remember. I remember seeing those records and saying, "Ooh, Jinx could drop another one here." So that that that's when I wanted to to check in on Patrick. I think that's going to be just very telling. Not to not to make this a, a podcast just about the Jenks Trojans, but this is to me a definitive pivotal. Depending on how this one goes, will, in my opinion, define kind of how this season is going to look as a whole for them to to round out the regular season and and what playoffs might look like. I I'm also looking forward to. There's some intriguing match other matchups. Um, Holland Hall at Central. Uh, Holland Hall finally, well, the schedule finally eased up for them, but the two-time defending 3A champions finally got their first win last fr Friday. They've shown some improvement over the last two or three games, and now they play go to Central, which 
they started three and zero. Then they lost two heartbreakers to really good teams, and then they come back and won last week. So this is a pivot point game. Uh, I think the loser is going to have a hard time making the playoffs. And these are so, and that would be a shocker if Holland Hall didn't make the playoffs. So this is going to be really intriguing. And then um, Cash Hall at Vertigris staying in that district. How does Vertigris bounce back? I mean, I've got those teams ranked as four and five. Um, I think it's a real toss-up game. Uh, Vertigris, I was, I wasn't totally stunned last week. I that I thought Bristol was capable of pulling off the upset just because they were trending really well. And Vertigris wasn't trending as well. Um, Vertig, I mean, again, three eight is really really good, and these are two really really good teams going at it Friday night. So how, does Vertigris bounce back, or does Casha Hall? Keep on gaining momentum. All right. Good stuff as always, guys. Let's leave it there for this week. Uh, you can download us for free at Google, Apple, or Spotify. And uh, most of the games, again, are Thursday this week. There's a couple on Friday, but most are on Thursday because of fall break. And uh, we'll catch up next week. Thanks, guys.